Welcome to another playbook. I'm Jason Feldman and holy bananas in this series of, of how to rock uh, PNC insurance sales. This is number three. This might be a long series. I, I'm serious. <laughs> I'm trying to give you everything that I can of value for you to just take this and be able to dominate in your agency. Again, I said that we were able to get best in company. I have zero idea. I'm not a fantastic agent by any means, but there was one thing that I learned and it was how to dominate with insurance leads. And, and that was it. That's the only thing I know how to do. And if we took that, it was able to, to be best in company. So let's get into today. Insurance dudes are on a mission to escape being handcuffed by our agencies. How? By uncovering the secrets to creating a predictable, consistent, and profitable agency sales machine. I am Craig Kretzinger. I am Jason Feldman. We are agents. We are insurance agents. How to track PNC insurance leads. And this is the part three in the series. Let's get into this, this track sheet. So again, this track sheet has to do with the agents. And I know that we talked about how, you know, I, I'm a digital dude. I love a rockin' CRM and you have to have one to do this. You don't have to, but if you want to do the kind of numbers that we're talking about here, we want we want Jack to sell 40,000, remember? Then we have to have something to really organize him because sales agents aren't very organized. I don't know if you know that, but you will learn. You will learn if you don't know that. So we have a track sheet sitting on the agent's desk. I told you we were up to like 17 agents at one point. So that's about 170 quotes a day that we we're running. And I wanted to be able to see it physically on the desks of people or to then take a screenshot when we went completely remote. Screenshot, boom, I could see them and then I can cross-reference in the CRM, make sure that nobody dropped balls or anything like that, in which definitely did happen a lot. So we wanted to see that. But what do we want to see on this quote sheet? So here's the idea. It's a sheet of paper that has 10 spots per day. We know that uh, anything over 10 quotes a day and you're running into the, I don't have enough time to really give a great quote at that rate. I mean, you can, but that was right around our max capacity of quality to quantity. So on the sheet, you're going to have five spots for 10 names a piece. So the first thing is we want the name of the client. We want to be able to cross-reference in our CRM. The second thing we want on the sheet is whether or not the sales agent thought it was a good lead. So you say good lead, yes or no. Now, you might be wondering, well, why, why, why do they need to write that? This is a total psychological play. We want to know what the agent believes about the leads. Because if you're looking at one of these sheets, and let's say, you know, you, you have a whole week's worth of sheets. Let's say, you know, they have eight quotes a day, which is 40 quotes a week. And 35 out of the 40 say, no, not a good lead. Well, we know that mentally they're checked out kind of, you know, they believe that the leads suck. If they believe that the leads suck, the leads are going to suck for them. You know, it's, this is a whole, there's a huge mindset thing in, in, in this whole play, right? We know that they're only going to close one out of four quotes in our scenario. So most of the time they're going to hear a lot more no's than yeses, but we got to keep their head in the game. So this is so important to know where their head's at and we can quantify it 
by just doing this on the sheet. We don't tell them that that's the reason why we're looking at it. Otherwise, you're going to see all, yeah, they're all good leads, right? So that, that's what I want to see on that sheet. This, the second thing, or the third thing after the name, you have whether or not it's a good lead. Number three is, did they make notes with work, family, fun? Why work, family, fun? Well, we want to quantify relationship building. And how, do, how can we do that in a simple way? And what we do is we quantify it by work, family, fun. We want all of our agents while we're on that call to see if they can get into a conversation about what they do for work, which they should be doing regardless, right? I mean, we're, we're talking about insurance. And if you want to underwrite your policy correctly, you have to ask about their work. But I want to know like a lot about their work, like whether or not they like it, what do they do, where do they go, what do they, you know, their work, what's their family like? I mean, you should be asking this for their household, but like most people, if they're married, let's say they're married with a kid, they love to talk about their family, right? Maybe that's why they're doing what they're doing. We want to know what motivates them, especially for when we get into the proposal. And when we get into the script training, you're going to see why, how important this is. So, we want to know what their work is, what their family looks like, and ask them, you know, what do they like to do? And, and what do they like to do for fun? I'll tell you one thing. Let, like, why is fun so important? Because let's say you're talking to somebody who likes the New York Jets, right? Then you get them started on that, and they're going to talk their ear off, right? You want to try to find something that's fun that they like, that maybe you can even connect with and bond with. Oh, I love them too. Oh my gosh, did you see them last week? Like, so so if you really go deep on those three topics, you're going to find some gold that's really going to connect you. And it's going to make you stand out against other agencies. So work family fun. And we want to take that information. And that's what we want in our notes in our CRM. Why is that? Well, because when we follow up with these people, we should lead with that. Most agents, and this is what, I, I don't know if your agency does this, but I'll, I'll say that like 95% of the agents in our agency would follow back up and say, hey, did you look at my quote? Like that is the worst thing you can ever ask somebody. Why? Because out of after doing this to just tens of thousands of leads, this is the answer that you're going to get 99.9% .9 of the time. No, I didn't. So like if we're going to ask a question, why would we ask something that's going to put a roadblock up? So it's like the worst follow-up question on the planet. Never ask that question. It's, it's so stupid. Like you got to get out of that. Like if you hear your agents do that, just they can be so much better. So that's why we're asking that in here. Did you write down the work family fund in notes? Why? If you follow up with Sally and Sally took her grandma to the hospital yesterday and you said, How you, how's your grandma doing? Sally's not going to hang up on you. She's actually going to tell because she cares about her grandma. She took her to the hospital. She's going to tell you what it's about. And you're actually going to get into a conversation. And it shows that you care. So, dude, you have to do this. This is like work family fun in notes. It's what we follow up with. It's so important. So that's number three. Number four, did you use the big three in the proposal? So when you're going through the, the script, and we'll do this in the next couple of days, when we go through the script, did you put those things, did you tailor the, the proposal? When you go through the coverages and everything, did you tailor it to like their actual family and give them scenarios so that they can picture what it would be like in a circumstance to actually use the insurance, but like, like what if their grandma or their daughter 
uh, was in the car, blah, 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 right? So did they use that in the proposal? Now, the reason why we have it on here is I want this to be on the front of their mind. So like maybe they didn't do it, but like they're going to have to like remember the, or like let's say they're on their eighth quote and they kind of forget about this. They're going to remember because at the end of the quote, they're filling this out, right? So that's kind of the thought process behind it. Then we're going to also I have on here is that we did they put the benefits before the price? So I, I know I probably should have done the, the script training before this, but like, I don't know if you've ever heard an agent that talks about the policy, gives a price to the client, and then, oh, but then there's this on the policy, and then and then there's this, and then like the person's like, ah, I don't know, and they're like, oh, but, but there's also this. That is the quickest way you're going to lose trust with that person. Because it almost seems like you're being shady or like you're adding something or like you're like lying about it maybe. That's why you didn't mention it before, but you're mentioning again. So we want to make sure that we're building everything before the price, after the price, we go into the to the close. So super important. Did you try to overcome the objection a minimum of at least twice? Minimum. We have on the sheet three times, which I would probably do again, but um, at least twice. Because we know that whatever the first objection is, isn't really the objection. They're just trying to buy time because making you know, financial decisions are kind of tough. So they'll just say something to buy some time and then get off the phone. Uh, so try to overcome the objections. Did they try to do that? Because I want to know if, they, if they're being honest. Like, are you actually trying? Because when I listen to the recording and we do a hot seat or something, I want to be able to verify that they that they did try to overcome the objection. Um, did they status it in their CRM? We see so many times that they forget the statusing. So that's why it's on the sheet. Did they status in the CRM? Uh, the next one is, did they send an electronic proposal? There's not much tangibility to this game. So we have to make sure that we're getting them. And did they send it while they're on the phone? Send it on the phone. We're not going to play this game of send me the quote and then I'll get back to you, right? Well, if one of the objections is to, you know, I just email me the quote. Yeah, I'll email it to you. Did you get it? Let's go through it. What do you have any questions about? I mean, it seems, you know, and then you can keep, that's a way to overcome an objection is to, to follow what their, their request is to get the quote, but then go over it with them. Geico's so good at doing that, man. They're, they're either a one-call close or they never talk to the person again. So they're really good at the objection part. If you haven't just called them and got a quote, got to do it. So good. So yeah, make sure they send them an e-proposal. The other thing is a text. Send them a thank you text. Do it while they're on the phone. Opt them in to text messages. People will respond, are, are like five times more likely to respond to a text than a phone call. So what we want to do is we want to establish who you are, your phone number, the texting from that number, and we want to establish that they're your contacts in their phone, right? Especially if the next day when they're thinking about, oh, I just got to switch. My wife just yelled at me. I didn't actually switch because I didn't want to or whatever that they're like, oh, but you know, Jason, Jason text me. Oh yeah. He's in my text and then text back. Right. Something like that. So like you want to be able to make sure that everybody gets a text. Um, and then you want to make sure that they put notes, have to put notes because if somebody else gets the phone call and like, let's say Jack was gone that day and Samantha picked up the phone. We want to leave off with the lead right, right where Jack left off with her. So super important. 
If they follow all those things, we call that a perfect quote, right? We know that if they follow all those steps, that that gives them the like the biggest chance, the most likely to to close that person. And that's all we're doing in this game. Our this whole game just has to do with trying to do everything that we can to give us the most likely chance to closing the lead, right? And then of course is the follow up. We have to follow up. Follow up every single day. That's what we do with these leads. We follow up with them every single Well, what if they said a week from Friday? They're getting paid a week from Friday. I don't care. Follow up with them the next day. Pretend like nobody remembers, what is it? Like somebody forgets 80% of a conversation by the next day. And here's the other thing is that they probably filled out information and they're going to get bombarded by phone calls. If you allow your agents to put out a every single person to like a week to follow up with them, you're never going to close any policies. Guaranteed. I promise you're going to, it's going to be so minuscule how many policies that you close, because you know why? My agency is going to call them every day and they're going to close. I mean, that's just, that's the reality. And I've tried it every way. The only reason why I know this is from the experience of follow up, follow up with the the work family fund every single day, get into a relationship and um, that'll give you the most likely chance to close these leads. All right. So that's it. Boy, this is going to be long. How do you feel about this? I'm trying to give you everything, everything you need to dominate, dominate in your agency. So I'm Jason Feldman, and I will talk to you later.